Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction, the podcast that revolves around one central theme, stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Until then, it's story time. Welcome to today's news today tonight. Here are the top stories from today, read to you tomorrow. Congressman Jamie Bryden asked to step down after it was determined he had zero marital affairs. How can we trust a man who doesn't cheat on his wife? The Eastern Chinese Army invade northern China after the southern borders were crossed and international treaties broke down over the western border and the conflict will soon span all of the northern hemisphere. Man discovers almost clockwork once a month. His wife becomes irritable, irrational, emotional, leading to only one conclusion. His wife's clearly a Russian spy. News site forced to apologize after telling down the line hard-hitting journalism without any biased opinion. Funding will soon be pulled from this site without moral integrity. And finally, is your mailman secretly a socialist? Tune in at 11 and find out on today's news today tonight. Welcome to <laughs> Stories, the True and the Fictional. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Chris Park, still suffering from my cursed infliction of being born with a skeletal-sounding voice. But I am, of course, not here to talk about myself, or else <laughs> I'll be doing that all day. I'm, of course, joined by J.A. Bryden, a man who is known as the most infamous gold cattle statue maker of all the Bible. But I believe he's been <laughs> falsely accused and maligned. Now, now, I want you to run me through the events. Moses goes up the hill to get some commandments. You just happen to be a gold worker. You make a cow. People start worshipping it. And then all of a sudden, how that's how is that your fault? Please tell me, tell me your side of this story. Well, I did toss up the, you know, I, I had the idea, I, I did toy with the idea of maybe possibly putting a warning label on there saying side effects may cause kneel, kneeling and mm, fla yep. flailing hands. Yep, um, yep, yep. May may cause you to give up on your uh, convictions. Um, <laughs> easily easily distractible. This, this this is I'm, I'm taking a book out of the, out of the, out of the, the out of the big pharma catalog. You know, yeah, of, you course, know. of I, course, I need at least three pages of side effects. You know? Side effects include exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, like it's if I'm being honest, like I made it as a little bit of a joke, um, kind of mm. like how the Ouija board was made by Mattel. Yep, you know, yep, absolutely. I, I was just like, I'm like, wouldn't it be funny? Um, and it was until it escalated. Um, <laughs> and escalated did. Moses came down, saw the, the, the idol worship, shattered the Ten Commandments, had to go back and get them again. I mean, in that, and and that's somehow your fault. It's yeah. just, it's and insane. Fun fact: uh, that was the exact moment Kirby Enthusiasm music was was um 
you know, created. <laughs> That's when Wesley was invented. Oh, yeah. well, you've since given up your your gold crafting, which again, it's it, it's a shame because you know they are beautiful cows. And if you're interested in buying one of these many beautiful cows that that are, that for legal purposes are not mm. idols and not to be worshipped, you can head to mm. over to J. A. Bryden in his <laughs> Facebook account and all and all of his um, Instagram handles. And just one more thing on that. You know why you know why I really stopped? Why? It's because all the libertarians started collecting, you know, precious metals. Um, so there's, there's nothing left for me to work <laughs> yeah, with, you know? You're right. What are you going to build it out of? Bitcoins? <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, paddle pop sticks. Yeah. Paddle pop sticks. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of, of paddle pop sticks and uh, creepy Candyman vans and other things, <laughs> I'm, of course, joined by a, a man who, who I believe is one of the most misunderstood humans in society we've all seen the, the news stories we've all seen the footage we've all heard of the of, of the of the you know of the horrific events but, but ryan d Hague's clowned candy candy vans for young boys was a completely innocent venture ryan could you please explain why why people assume the worst of the of your of your idea of selling candy to children in vans dressed as a clown and why like, to me that sounds completely innocent well that's exactly right you know kids love candy you know mm-hmm. the the old expression taking candy from a baby they need to yep. get the candy somewhere and then all you know you know years of, in the last 20 years these goddamn pedophiles just come and ruin my business Oh, no, right? Like again, an honest man like yourself, trying to you, make a living. Trying to make a living. You, I mean, there's so many, like you know, flashy gimmicks out there to to, to track business. You're thinking, you know what? Candy van. Yep, awesome. We'll sell the children. We'll go. I'll go near schools because you know that's that's where the kids are. I'll dress up as clowns because kids love clowns. And all of a sudden, oh, Dateline and and all sixty minutes is all over you, shutting down the business again. I tell you, it's it's absolutely horrible. You know, mm. first. It- First it was the Catholic Church. Now it's the pedophiles. I can't. I can't seem to get a, a win. And how am I supposed to feed my family? You exactly. know, if I can't now, sell candy to tell small children. I mean, you only have one possible future, mm-hmm. and and I, and it's a clearly Netflix executive. No, oh, <laughs> oh, why, why why Netflix and not Disney? Oh, <laughs> again, look as much as as much as we rag on Disney. They didn't release cuties. Netflix did. So again, I'm just, oh, I, 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 I can I can only really refer to what yeah. we know. Speaking of, of cuties and all things weird and benefit, <laughs> our sponsor. <laughs> oh. Wow! Oh, that's, you ruined it, Jamie. Oh, excuse, that was a perfect. That was a perfect segue for our sponsor read. And now I got no. You know, I'm not doing it, Jamie. You do it now. You've ruined it. You've ruined the perfect segue. This uh, episode is brought to you by Michael Vasili, Barristers and Solicitors. Uh, he actually gave up his, um, you know, yeah. second ad at the movies to yeah. give it to us of all of all yeah. things. But um, yeah. I was very disappointed on on the other day when I went to the movies and there was only one Michael Vasili, you know, one Michael Vasili ad. I, I was in, I was, I was in tears. I wanted to leave. I said, "Look, I, I don't care that I've paid to see this movie. I paid Vasili ads and I only got one." And um, hundred yeah. percent. Um, go on, Jamie, do this. Do the sponsor read now. This, 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 this ruined my perfect read. And then I just on you know Michael Vasili's ads are ninety percent less hookers now. So I'm, I'm oh very... man, ruined the ruined the ads. Yeah. I'm not gonna say speaking of hookers. <laughs> yes, Jamie, do it. <laughs> do the sponsor read correctly. 
Speaking of romantic ladies of the night, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series, check it out on Amazon for all things lovely like my friend Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is a super hot guy and he needs to hook up with with uh, uh, Kat Graham. Kat Graham is a super pretty lady. I'm not going to say other words even though I am... Arnold Schwarzenegger. So check out Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series on Amazon for werewolf romance and characters modeled off Henry Cavill. Wow. And if, if, our, if our sponsorship <laughs> hadn't been pulled yet, I'm sure that was the last straw. So, Well, I know. Uh, it would have been no. fine if Jamie would have let me do my damn read correctly <laughs> and, and without, 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 without insinuation and, 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 and fear-mongering. Now, Jamie, speaking of your fear-mongering, what have you been doing this weekend? <laughs> no, what have you been week. doing this week? This yeah. week? Um, yes. Well, I did my tax. That was fun. Uh, uh, so how much did the How much did the government fuck you? Uh not that much. Did oh, they at okay. least do some spitting on the hand for some lube? Like, did they at least like just attempt something? Well, it's actually a pretty good. It's it's actually going to set me up a new laptop. So, oh. uh, so it it'll make editing this podcast so much more quicker because it's just. Yeah, um, my my current one doesn't have it doesn't have the power. Um, but but apart from that, sadly, I I meant to start um, I meant to start Final Fantasy sixteen. It's preloaded. It's loaded. It's all ready to go. But I I can't let go of the stupid. I must finish the the game I've been playing <laughs> before me, and I'm so close. And I tried to quit. But it, it bested me. It's this stupid Jurassic World Evolution 2. Like, it's the sequel builder. to the park um, simulation game, is that correct? Yes, it is. And it is so annoying. Like, I have never been so frustrated. Like, it, I played it while I was away on holidays, and it took, like, five to six hours to do one level. I'm doing cha- challenge mode. Why? Um, because it's... They keep, you know, you got to get to five stars, and then it's like you get to four point nine, and then you go, yes, nearly there, and then there's a storm, and then you got to close all your shelters. So you got, you got to, everyone's got to go to the bunkers, and then because everyone's in the bunkers, your star goes all the way back down to one, and then the storm How passes. Riveting. Oh no, the one that the one that drove me insane was, it's um basically takes part place right after the first movie uh not uh, Jurassic World um mm-hmm. you know how like all that stuff happened in the Mosasaurus and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and just everything is screwed there's dinosaurs everywhere and you got to catch all the dinosaurs put all the power back on and and I was just that that's when I almost quit um but you see it doesn't sound like you're having fun no but I am stubborn I've never but, been I mean, so why would you I've, <laughs> I've never been so stubborn about a game since Ninja Gaiden. But uh, is it like like correct me if I'm wrong? And and you know me as a humble seller of monkey paws, I might be incorrect <laughs> in, in 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 my assumptions on this. But isn't games meant to be fun? And maybe you yes. can buy one of my monkey paws, and you could potentially wish the game better. <laughs> I might take you up up on that offer. Um, but no, it's frustrating the hell out of me. But I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. You sound like there. an addict. 
<laughs> no, yeah, well, when it comes to finishing things, I'm like, yes, I have to. But it won't be the game that I will do absolutely everything on. I just want to unlock everything and then move on to some sweet, sweet, apparently English, Japanese game done correctly. It is the best English, Japanese game done correctly in a while. And, and, and I still found it hard to play anything afterwards. And I'm still trying to recover from that, from the, from, from, from playing it. And so. Yeah. Great game. You'll definitely appreciate it once you actually start playing it. What about what about you, The Hague? What have you been doing this week? <laughs> um, not a lot of gaming. Um, I mean, I've, I've taken a little bit of a break from Final Fantasy because I want. I've, I've just passed the halfway point, mm. so I'm just taking a little bit of a break. Um, I'm playing this game, uh, which is part of the PlayStation Plus collection, called I Am Setsuna. Oh, it's, I just you know, I do know. Yes. Yeah, it's really great, like old school JPRG. Um, I'm pretty much seventy five percent through because one of those games where once you start playing, you can't stop. So yeah, I just thought I'd have a little bit of a break, uh, and then go back and finish Final Fantasy. Mm. Um, other than that, I've been watching uh the CW Flash show. I've started now that it's all over and said and done with. I've started watching two episodes a night and. I'm making my way through. Chris is shaking his head. I know, I saw that. Hey, Chris, you, Chris, you can't, you cannot complain until he's out of season one or two. Well, when did it go bad for you? Um, <laughs> I believe when he sung to his wife to propose to her. I think that was, I think that was a problem. I, I felt up initially when, um, I think it was the beginning of season five. Yeah. Uh, where Nora came into it. Um, that's where I fell off, but I'm willing to give it a, now that it's all finished. So, Chris, to... from now on, you cannot complain unless you at first ask him where he's up to. Season one, episode six. Yep, at yep. The, moment. Look, the fact that, you know, he's the fastest man in the universe, <laughs> but the villain just went outside and got a little head start on him and, he, and he's lost him completely. Like in the five seconds, you're standing there going, "Oh, I've lost them." You could run around all of Star City, every back street, and and then locate the human on foot. But no, 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 they left the building. They must be gone. This is this is. I mean, again, I, ah, but look. otherwise, every episode would be finished in five thirty seconds. And, and let's not forget. Okay, and, and, and I don't want to. I don't want to like sound like I'm I'm one of those people that climb upon giant soapboxes and things. <laughs> Um, you totally I, are. I'm yeah. Dutch. I have wooden shoes that count as soapboxes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but let's. What about the war crime where they basically go, well, I'm going to imprison all of these metahumans in these tiny, tiny cells with no food, with no drink, with no like judicial process until eventually someone mentioned to them and then they, they go, Oh, no, we're just holding them until we transfer. It's like, no, no, no. Someone mentioned it to you and then you went, Oh yeah, we're doing like war crimes. We're doing like <laughs> legit war crimes. Like, there's never any windows in those cells. The only window they have is when they actually come down to, to to interrogate them. Then the big steel thing shut. So you're taking a human, putting him inside of an anti-sealed room, the side like with barely enough room to like. So, so basically, colonial Australia. Like, there's rules in America about, <laughs> like, isolation and, like, how that, mm -hmm. like, because after you put a human in isolation for a little bit, they go fucking insane. Because they're going, 
well, yeah, no wonder why when these villains, when they escape, they are even worse, because Barry Allen tortured them. Maybe that's why they're insane in the first place. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> Could be. But anyway, look. <laughs> I digress. Ha- ha- having said that, I like yeah, it's still a fine show. It was it, it was better than I thought it had any right to be. In, like I thought they did some things very well. Mm. Um, I did like some of the crossover events. So you know, I like you know, it's, it wasn't the all early terrible. Ones. The early Sorry? ones, the, the early, early ones. crossovers, early crossover <laughs> events, absolutely. Um, and honestly, that 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 show did give birth to one of the best TV super Superman around, and and yes, Lois Lane. Exactly. So exactly, you know. Unfortunately, we had to sit through all of Supergirl before we got to the Superman, but again, that's a whole nah, separate I, I watched like half an episode of Supergirl and I was just like, nope. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the only Supergirl I've seen is part of the crossover. So. No, no, I'll watch it if it's part of the crossover because she, I have to because yeah. she's there, but like, yeah. you know. But did you end up uh, watching it, Superman and Lois season three yet, Chris? No, I'm still. I went back to the start of season one again, uh, and the main reason was because it's been a while. I actually forgot some of the, the events that were happening. Yeah, and so, so so I got up to season. I was like, start season two. And I was going, oh wait, why is that? Why is that? Like what? And then so I went, you know what? Screw this. <laughs> back going to back. Start. Back to the start. Yeah. Um, and again, whoever scored that show, oh. <laughs> uh, whoever, again, whoever, whoever understood that, they must be the most dangerous pastor in all of Christian churches. They go, <laughs> how do we get people to follow our albums? I know, violin, light piano, go, and then, and then <laughs> you hear the the violin and show the light piano. Then it's like going, oh my goodness, like look at all, look at the Superman. That's a true Superman. Oh. Like it's uh, just, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> Clark Superman. <laughs> you, it's really funny. There's that new TV cartoon series where, like, Superman's apparently um Sailor Moon yeah, and, yeah. Trent, and, Trent, and and like it's really funny. They're going, they were going like, oh, he's like super weird and campy, and Lois Lane's this tomboyish thing. They go, how come the people that created Shira and turned it shit? How did they? they, they how did this? They happen again? What? Like, it's like, how did you not see this happening? Like, how did you not? But then, having said that, the channel they put on in America was like this unknown, obscure channel. That didn't even Adult Swim. Yeah, so clearly DC knew it was shit. It went okay, just fucking get it, at, like get it. Well, Adult Adult Swim's the one that gives us Robot Chicken, and there's been a lot of DC crossovers with that. So I'm assuming yeah. that's why it went there. But I've downloaded it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, so I'm looking up the guy who did the score for Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. His name is Dan Roma. Okay. Uh, the only other thing I've on his IMDb that I recognize is the Good Doctor. Okay. Uh, did something called Little Demon. Uh, but clearly he's but clearly he knows a thing or two about scoring or something. Like clearly, yeah. like mm, great score, mm-hmm. great score. And he knows. Uh, do you think it was a fluke? <laughs> I always wonder now, like. <laughs> Like he's no Hans Hans Zimmer, you know, or I always wonder now about certain things about like you know if does every Hollywood person have one success in them, just one fluke success, and then like tons of failures. 
Because that just seems to be the. I mean, that just seems to be the trend. Yeah, well, well, they say that only one percent of screenplays that are written get made. So, I'm going to say that there's a. It's it's hard, difficult to have hits. Well, based upon box office, it's it's almost impossible <laughs> to have hits. In, in, yeah. In, 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 <laughs> yep. But uh, but you know we don't want we don't we, we you know we don't want to get into the whole well yeah into the whole um, um you guys can't write for shit because you know yeah I think I think the stock market's doing a perfectly fine job for that in terms of like giving making sure that the, the, the finances <laughs> that the same yeah uh, you know you know again and not to malign the, the just the hilarity of this point but Fran Dresser the nanny. Mm-hmm. How is she head of the acting union? Like, is she really? Yes, and she's like, because and I've heard her speak. She's you know very you know she's and she's like like she's literally like, we will fight them on the beaches. We will fight them in the like we will not bow down to tyranny. I'm like, we're the current conversation of it's millionaires versus billionaires in terms of how much money people should be. Like, but, yeah, like like she does have some valid points. I, I, will, I will admit that the. The the SAG Actors Guild are making some valid points about like we don't want to be completely replaced by AI robots. I'm going okay, yeah. sure, that's fine. I can I get that. And then they're saying we want 11 percent pay rise each year. I'm going okay, get fucked. That seems a little that seems a little <laughs> that seems a little excessive. 11 percent, like uh... shouldn't it like correct me if I'm wrong and probably am wrong. Uh, shouldn't it be like you know you get paid to do a movie. And then you get a percentage on how successful the movie is. That's what it's supposed to be. The, but see, that is what happens in if the movie's on at the movies. And this is the one thing I actually will agree oh, on okay. the Actors Guild on is that That's streaming, streaming, they have they have no residuals or they have weird residuals because streaming companies generally hide how much like yeah they don't have to say how successful a show was. And because it's all subscription, it's very hard for them to argue that like my show brought in X number of users. Yeah. Like they probably didn't. Like for example, there was that guy from um, She Hulk who got like a oh, check, yeah. a residual check for three hundred dollars. I was going, dude, I've seen She Hulk. You should be lucky that you got three hundred dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, 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 you're like, you should be really. But having said that, apparently those um, I was hearing someone else talk about the residuals, and they were still saying that they're still getting residual checks from like a movie that they were in for like years ago. They said one line, but they. We're getting like thousands of dollars a month or something for for for, for, for residual checks and things. So I'm wow. going so 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 and and same for TV as well. So I'm going so so I do understand that for streaming, yes, hundred percent. If your show is successful, you should get residual checks because a lot of those actors they don't go from gig to gig. That one gig that has to last them considerable yeah. time before they actually get up a new gig. But and also if they're extra background actors and things of that nature, again, it's even it's even harder. Yeah. It's not like you know Tom Cruise or someone who gets a hundred million dollars for yeah. for a movie, and then can just not work for the next ten years. And or yeah. Chris Hemsworth who gets like who goes, oh, I don't like being rich. Do extraction two. How much are you gonna pay me? Twenty two million. Oh, I guess I'll take the twenty two million dollars. Oh, I don't <laughs> like being rich. It's like going like you can ask for less, but clearly, um, yeah, I'm not sure if you really don't mind being rich or if he's a bit embarrassed how much people are paying you. So, so, so I get so yeah. So, so, so Fran's points are valid for you know. For the vast majority of actors that she's sort of like supporting, not really, she's not really supporting the one percent because they're fine. But they they have enough money. She's trying to like get the the money for the you know the TV guys and the mid tier, which is so I get, I get that. Mm-hmm. And also you know 
Disney are assholes, so yeah, take the money. Sure. But nothing's being filmed and no scripts are being written. Nothing's being mm-hmm. filmed, so I guess you know it's gonna be a, a bit yeah. of a dry spell in terms of entertainment for a while. Well, let, let let's let's spin this into um other disappointments. Um, absolutely. Um, okay, so I was disappointed this week because of uh the music industry. Like I, I I'm realizing how bad a lot of it is now. Um, and like 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 um, some people have said, you know, we peaked in the '90s as a, as a race as uh, as humans. Yep. I agree. Entertainment, music. So, guys at work are playing playing the radio. They fight over the radio. They flick between this station and that station. And and someone somehow we ended up on Triple J. Right. Yep. Yep. So Ryan would remember Triple J back in the day. Yeah, isn't it called Double J now or something? Nah, it's still Triple yeah, it's J. Still Triple J. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do remember Triple J. So, they had this artist of the week interview came on with talking to this chick i forget her name but she, she starts saying all the right things like mm-hmm. like oh you know uh i come from a musical family my dad's in a band he he's really cool he used to i used to always um walk into the room and he'd be listening to eric clapton and the clash and i'm like oh you know like some decent yeah. artists and then they play her song <laughs> 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 and i've never been so like literal literally these are the lyrics Sweat on your head, sweat in your bed, sweat on your legs, sweat. Wow. And yes. I'm like, I'm like, and and so you've been influenced by Eric Clapton and The Clash and you producing this. Um, well, <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's, what's the song called? Um, I'm going to say sweat. I'm going to say sweat. I think, I think it's, it's someone, uh, it's an Aussie artist. So you probably hate it even more, Chris. Do you want to go down this rabbit hole? Yes. Well, I mean, this is why this is why I stopped listening to music. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's, and that's me saying, as someone who's in a band for twenty years, I I stopped listening to music. I yeah. don't listen no. to music anymore. Oh no, I listen to music, but like you know, it's either an artist that I've known for a while, or yeah. like I don't listen to anything new. Um, yeah. Uh, just Chris, while you're googling, Google. I think it's Triple J Artist of the Week or something. Triple um, J Artist of the Week, sweat Artist so, of the Week. Twenty years ago, okay. I want these were the artists that were on Triple J twenty years, like twenty plus years ago. Ben Folds, Foo Fighters, Frenzel Rom, Melancholy, Something for Kate, Grinspoon, Noel Fex, Rage Against the Machine, Smashing Pumpkins, Body Jar, MXPX, mm-hmm. Fatboy Slim, Killing Heidi, Limp Biscuit. And the number one song in the Triple J uh, Hottest 100 in year 2000 was a Powderfinger song. Yep. I don't love all those bands, but they're better than what we got today. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I can't find anything about this individual. Uh, Hang on. on, Give me a sec. She's so obscure, not even Google could help me with this one. (laughs) Uh, She's called Gimme. Gimme. G I double M Y. Wait. G I double M Y. Yep. So just write gimme and then sweat, but <laughs> hopefully it won't take you to Pornhub. Wait, wait. G I G say wait G G I G or G G O No G I double M Y. You found her yet? Okay. 
That took fucking forever. <laughs> and then you're like, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like honestly, what, 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 it's what? like this. This is this is like artist of the week. The quality coming out of Australian radio at the moment. Wow, this is this is painful. I'm actually this is. This is <laughs> what the are you? Fuck! <laughs> I told you. I told you, and and she's influenced by Eric Clapton and the Clash, you know, and it's, uh, I was just like, like I'm sure that the song's a joke. That has to be a joke, right? That has to be not real. Um, well, look, it could be apparent. It could be intentionally bad. I only heard one interview. Um, Like there, like there's no one writes songs that stupid. Well, clearly they do. I mean, imagine, imagine, Chris, if if I came to you and I was like, "Yeah, I'm an artist." Oh, look, I, I'm really heavily into, uh, you know, Bon Jovi, Queen, you know, just just to na- name a few. And then I come out and I'm like, "Yeah, I like to play guitar. I want to buy a car." Ha 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 ha! Actually, that's better than that. <laughs> you know, it's like a, no, actually, no, Jamie, you're I like you're onto something with that. Again, look, Jamie. Yeah. We all know that if we're looking about music, and we've discussed this before, and it's been fairly clear, that 1997 is the greatest era of, or the greatest year of music that we have, that has ever lived. Was well, it 97 not... or 98 that you said? I think it's 97, or 90, actually, I think it's 97, yeah, 97. Well, mid to late 90s. No, but even 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 that one year of ninety seven was just basically that's just that's that just had so many fucking songs, it's insane. Did you hear this hear the saying? I think um they said the worst year in music history was nineteen ninety four. I think it was ninety it was ninety three or ninety four. And that's because it was the it was the year Kurt Cobain died and Justin Bieber was born. Uh, Kurt Cobain died ninety <laughs> four. So it must yeah. have been 94. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. 90, 98 is the year that... Yeah, right, you're right. There is 98. Google Dolls, Pretty Fly for a White Guy, Slide. Wow, there's like a, there's just everything came out that one year. Like Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree because, like, you know, we're in high school. Uh, oh, When You Believe by Mariah Carey? Holy cow. Like, yeah, when she could sing and not... When she could sing, make exactly. High, not make high-pitched noises. Exactly. It was like, whoa, <laughs> just... Just everything came out that year. Mm-hmm. What an amazing year of music! Now, speaking of the nineties and how wonderful it was, uh, you remember this old show cartoon? Uh, probably the finest Disney cartoon ever, Chris. Gargoyles. Oh, mm-hmm. Gargoyles! How good was Gargoyles? Gargoyles is the best show. How bad is it that they're doing a movie? <laughs> I'm so concerned. <laughs> I've never been more concerned in my entire life because that that show was just that show had everything. Yeah, uh, and it had a really long season too. <laughs> well, yeah, back then, so like, 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 it was like, it was like, um, oh, how many episodes in the the show? Sixty six. Oh, so short season, eh? Okay, no worries. Let's, <laughs> a quick, a quick little knock that season out. I'm just looking up the. The guy who's um, going to direct it, Ryan Johnson. No, no, really, really not. Um, Kenneth Branagh. Branagh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, he yeah. did Thor. The, he did the first. He did, Thor he did the good. For, yeah, exactly. So, look again. He did a decent Thor. 
And he wasn't really a comic book guy at all. And so he read a bunch of comics and went, oh, they use these, they use like these very like wide angles. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do the same thing in my in my movie. And people hate it. Like, Why do you do so many Dutch angles? And it goes, because that's how comic book panels look. Like, you know, I'm going, yeah, yeah. I, I have no argument with that particular mm-hmm. st- like that statement because, you know, you just basically saw that the comics had lots of like these wide panels and just tried to shoot it very similar. I was like, cool. Yeah. No. Um, but he's done a lot of flops as well. <laughs> he did the Cinderella movie, Artemis Fowl, a movie called The Magic Flute. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, let's see. Let's see what he's written. Look, it, it, it could have been a worse director, is what I'll say. I, it could I mean, have been a worse. You, you, ne- you never know, anyway. Um, but like, like, like me and Chris said, uh, we we've already casted um, Eliza for him. <laughs> yeah, Eliza, Eliza is the most easiest casting of all time. In just Cat Graham. Now, <laughs> do you think Henry Cavill could play Goliath? Okay, well, knowing that Goliath will be CGI, and Keith David is still alive. Would you want actually? The no, I would want Keith Davis' voice. You know, you're right. The Keith Davis Goliath, Goliath voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no reason because all those actors would probably still be alive. And I don't okay, know, okay, hey, hey, all hey, perfect. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Yeah. So Lisa Marzer as as uh you know Cat Cray Lisa Marzer. David Zanatos. Oh. That will be Henry Cavill. I I can see... yeah you know what I can see it yep yep I can somehow no no I'm not gonna say that no I almost uh... but probably because the cartoon version looks similar um I like Robert Downey Jr. might do a decent job well yeah because it's because um, it's got the, the but, beard but I'm like the yeah, the, yeah <laughs> and I'm just like but I'm like I'm ty- I'm typecasting I'm typecasting type based on his face yeah yeah uh, no but I think Henry Cavill could do that. Um, yeah. Because you know, remember that you know, he eventually became a married father uh, uh, and a family man. David Zanatos mm-hmm. from went from villain to I guess you could call uneasy ally or what was friend, that? Friend, even you'd almost call that eventually. There's some line that went around that was like so deep, like like from this cartoon that he made. Um, I can't even remember what it is. There was a meme that went around. I was going no 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 greater line than. Then there was like something very very poetic. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to leave that open ended. And... <laughs> because you can't remember what the line was, can you? No. <laughs> well, I know he said a lot. I think he said a lot of times. Um, was it yeah? Pay a man enough, and he'll walk barefoot into hell. Yes, that's the line. Ah, yes. Pay a man enough, and he'll walk barefoot into hell. Yeah. Love that line, actually. That's a... Man, now I feel like watching Gargoyles. <laughs> to the high seas! The... Um... No, it's on Disney+. Yeah. Yes, yes. He was a villain, but then, like, I guess he made a lot of people feel a little bit uncomfortable about you know, villains because he was all <laughs> suave and, like, you know, stylish and, you know. Yeah. You mean a charismatic villain that can, you know, kind of... <laughs> exactly. get, get, get... We don't do that around here. <laughs> no, we don't do that around here. Like, yeah. 
But yeah, yeah. Okay, again, look, look. Will Disney go back eventually and farm gargoyles for something? Yes. Yeah. But to before be honest, they like... do, before they do gargoyles, they have another property. I think that they'll go very well in today's society, which is their cartoon American Dragon with Jake Long. Oh, that's going back. Jeez. <clears throat> I think that would that, look. That was a show was ahead of its time, fully Asian, Asian main cast, Brooklyn hood boy, turns into a dragon. His father was a Chinese dragon, so he turns into a Chinese dragon because because his mother married a white dude. He turned into like a more <laughs> Western style dragon. It was, and, and, and you know, great great show. His his arch rival, his nemesis, the Huntress, was also the girl he liked in class and. I don't know how he didn't notice for the first season that it was the same girl because it literally looked like it. That they were, but you know, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those cartoon things going. Oh yeah, you got a mask on now. Nah, I can't tell you that. I can't tell that's you. It's clearly not you. <laughs> <laughs> but still, great show. Like it's like that meme with um Joey. You know the classic like where he's smiling and then he goes, you know, his eyes open. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it but it said super super. <laughs> Clark Kent random takes his glasses off to clean them. <laughs> random, <laughs> ra- random citizen. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just, I just think again. I know that's this is not what Clark Kent does, but I just think it's really right. funny that when Clark Kent, or when Kal-El wants to be like a human, he's like. I'm Clark Kent. Look how dumb I am. I'm, yeah. dumb. I'm a human. I fall over a lot. Oh, I can't do my taxes. I'm always like, well, welcome, well, well. It's, it's Kryptonian racism is coming right up. No. no, but it's perfect because it makes sense. You know, like he's charismatic and he's got to pretend like he's a klutz. And I think that takes a lot of talent to pretend like you're a klutz when you're like Superman. But it, it does sort of make sense, like. But but the the funny thing is it it makes sense because of big city like stigmatism as well why it works so well so here's yeah. this dude coming in he's six foot four muscular ripped and they get when you go they go where are you from oh I'm from Kansas oh yep 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 dumb yep. oh hello farm boy oh look at you you big dumb farm boy yeah. so immediately they just got that attitude about him and he can just play into it like yep sure yeah, yeah. no worries yeah I'm from I live yeah. I grew up on a farm I'm from Kansas they go oh big dumb Kansas man it's like yeah. Yes, yeah, that, that, <laughs> so that works. It fits yeah. in, and the more I th- the more I think about it, it's like yeah, like exactly. Like you even go to the city and like tell someone from you're from the city or from Penrith, they're going, "I will talk slower then for you, <laughs> so you can understand <laughs> the words that I'm saying out of my, my ma- mouth." Do you yeah. understand, <laughs> Penrith man, the words that I am saying? So I so, so again. And that's just literally an hour away, so I, I, yeah. I do get that. <laughs> well, look before we before we dive into the next edition of Correcting IGN. Uh, while we're on Superman, the, clearly James Gunn's announced the latest um, castings. What, like, what do you guys think? The, so the casting, I think, is absolutely sensational. I have zero. Like again, like I've never been in my life looked at a casting call and went look like a casting thing and went. Yep, no notes. Perfect. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't have cast that better myself. Like it's I, I, interesting I, yeah. the choice of heroes. Ryan, you want to say something, sorry? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I'm really, I can really see as as a, a an avid Green Lantern reader, right, and um fan, I can actually see Nathan Fillion, um, as Guy Gardner, who's just like the rough and tumble yep. Irish, um, Green Lantern, not like Boston Irish, I should say, um, and um, and and the fact that he said, look, uh, Nathan be Guy Gardner in this film, he will be Guy Gardner for throughout my whole universe. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty, pretty good. Like, it's not going to chop and change. But yeah, I, I think uh, Chris has hit the nail on the head. The casting for Mr. Terrific is pretty much spot on. I mean, James Gunn always has a bit of a knack for casting well. Um, yeah, I agree 100%. I couldn't have asked for a better cast so far. And uh, there were some people like, not happy with um Isabella Isabella Mercedes uh Dora the Explorer as um Hawk Girl as Hawk Girl, but she's not like the Hawk. She's a different like this. She's not uh, yeah. yeah. So it's she's the not... Ger- it's the Henry Cavill Geralt thing over again. Where's his beard? Or no, like there's <laughs> there's different versions of Hawk Girl, and she's one of the, and they're not one of the different right? versions. One of the versions well, of it, and Hawk Girl basically gets ranked every time she dies. She gets reincarnated again, so you could have. A unlimited multiverse of hawk girls to pull from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 yeah. But I think she's perfect. Yeah, I think I think she I think she'll um she'll, yeah I think she was fine as hawk girl. She's I didn't realize how young she actually was. Like she's barely an adult. But yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah, like that's because she's Dora the Explorer, Chris. But, yes, no, she's twenty two. Like, which is fine. But like, but yeah, a few years ago, she was Dora the Explorer on a TV series on a on a big production mm. on budget movie of Dora the Explorer. Which I don't, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. The big budget production, <laughs> the, the big, big budget, budget <laughs> the big budget Dora the Explorer film. I can, I can totally believe you're saying that because the number one movie in the cinemas at the moment is Barbie. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, uh, got uh, a um, <laughs> got, got a nine out of ten from IGN. So, well, that tells you something. Speaking of IGN, speaking of IGN, are you guys ready for the next installment of directing IGN? Oh, I was born oh, ready, young man. Yeah. Are you oh. ready? Are you ready to be triggered? I'm I'm ready to tell the internet <laughs> internet community how wrong. I- Yet again. <laughs> well, this one, this this one, um, I'm I'm shortening it because it is is the top 100 video games of all time. But uh, I'm gonna... already, already, I know they're wrong. Like I just, yeah. I just <laughs> like, like I can't even like like I don't even have to speak. I'm, I'm yeah. calling it right now. Last of Us Part Two is their number one, isn't it? Uh, I haven't looked. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> um, now this this is from 2021, so. Okay. Any, anything you know within the last couple of years is not on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so from from number twenty five, it's God of War. Okay. okay, that should be higher, but yeah, whatever. All right. Hmm. I'm I'm not going to say I don't know. I I'm going to say I don't know a lot of these games because I'm not a you know I don't live to game every single day. Um, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah. That's a Super Nintendo. Uh, JPRG, uh, yep. it is quite popular. Um, yeah, I'll agree. It's in. It's definitely in the top twenty-five, hundred percent. I've played it many, many, many times. All right. Uh, number twenty-three, Portal. Never played it. No. Um, interesting, but it. okay. <laughs> interesting. 
Uh, Street Fighter 2. Yep. Street Fighter 2 is one of my favorites of all time. That should be higher, but okay. All right. Should be, and it's got to be Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Yeah, exactly. Which Street Fighter? Yeah, which Street Fighter two are they talking about? Turbo Edition, Turbo to Alpha, Blue, Seven, Seven Hells of Destiny, Sin. Which Street Fighter two are we talking about? Like, be more specific. They don't say. It's IGN, so they're not going to be more specific. And they probably don't even know the differences. They probably re-edited someone else's tweet. Some some guy behind some some guy behind the behind this said, "Okay, I'm holding up numbers between one and five behind my back." Street Fighter, which one's the best one? Pick a number. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, number no, twenty. Number twenty-one, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Oh, so only 20, 21. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You know they're probably saving things. Okay. Uh, number twenty, Undertale. No. Never get, played. Like, it. Get, don't. Okay. Just. <laughs> oh my god. Get this. 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 This is. This is what I want. Number <sighs> nineteen, a game that I bought but never played, and then I traded it in to get something else. Bloodborne. I, look, I played Bob on the PS collection, the free one. But again, um, this is the best game of all yeah. time. But like, no, yeah. no, not even, not even get get yeah, this thing off. Top 20. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's a good game, but it's not top twenty. A good game, but time. come on. <sighs> Number eighteen, Bioshock. Yeah, that should be up there, Bioshock, I'm going to say. Look, it's a good, it was a good, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it. I think it should be top 20, definitely. For me, well, for me personally, it's top 20. Because okay. I've replayed okay. yeah. and all right. finished all three of them many times. Right. Um, okay. coming, coming in uh, at 17, The Last of Us Part 1. Should be higher. Okay. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. I, Interesting. It, it would be in my sure. top 10. Yeah, my top 10. Hundred uh, percent. Just because, like, it, there was no game ever like it since. No, like, not at all. Ahead of its time. Um, okay, number sixteen, The Witcher Three. That's actually a bit low. That is I was going to say <laughs> that's that's in my top five. That'd be my my top ten for sure. Yeah. Like that game was the amount of hours I've sunk into that fucking yeah. game. <laughs> the amount of time that Henry Cavill sunk into that game. Yeah. And uh, again, let's not forget. <laughs> The greatest thing ever in that game, where there's a scene where you can literally be like going, "Please, Garrot, <laughs> if not for me, but for for my wife, save my family." You you leave the cutscene, you press the button. How about a game of Gwent? All right, <laughs> I'm a pretty good card player. And then it's like, well, that scene changed tone quite significantly. <laughs> Please go save my family. How about some cards? Well, I've got some pretty damn good cards. That, that's almost that's almost on par with Final Fantasy VIII card game. Oh like, yeah, same like, thing. Just, my God, we've just discovered that that our uh this lady has we've been all orphans and our lives as we know it have changed. Hey, hey, want to play cards? <laughs> you want to play cards? Again, right? But now that you mentioned FF8, how crazy is it that in that game? Your teacher, Quistus, wants to fuck you. Like, just takes you on this mission to get you alone, like in in some like in some like secluded training era, because she wants because she wants to go down on on the small boat. I was like going like, what a great teacher you are! Like, this is this is the like top shelf teacher. 
Uh, Jamie, there's the title of the episode, Going Down on a Squall Boner. <laughs> squall Boner. Wow. Um, but she was just like so into the book. Like, she was just like all about the Squall D. So this was great. <laughs> you can't tell me she plotted to kill Renoa several times. Oh, several no, Renoa's dead. I'm surprised she did. Like, like her, her surviving through the game was a. Like, Renoa's down in battle and Squall's like, quick, quick to. Give me the phoenix down. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just doing my nails. It's like, right oh, now. no, I dropped it. Oh, no, I broke it. Oh, oh no, we need to go back to an item one. shop to buy one. Oh, no. It's the last <laughs> one ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Number 15, Halo 2. Uh, I'm like, no, Halo, no Halos should be in there at all. I don't. I, I, yeah, I never got into Halo. Okay. Halo destroyed gaming. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I actually truly do mean that. It took gaming from like going, hey, great gameplay, great mechanics, tell an amazing story, to be like going, here's four players now, go, 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 create the dude shooter bro like fucking <laughs> yeah. genre, like going. So I have to say, it probably destroyed gaming more than helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yep. Yep. Fucking. That, just... Well, that that's top ten for me, but yeah, it's close enough. Wow. Oh. I think it's low for the. I think it's a bit low on this list. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see what they what they made room for coming up. Uh, number thirteen, Hades. Get fucked. Okay. No, yeah. seriously. Like seriously. Like, if you're gonna go, okay. Uh, if you're gonna put Castlevania on your list, and then you're gonna mm-hmm. be like going a Hades, a game that basically just takes everything learned from, like, like you know, standing on the shoulders of the leg. Oh, you <laughs> fucking hell. Like yeah, I, no, I get you. it. That has a, there's a social justice message in the game, and it's very. And they're going, oh, it's so impactful. Mm-hmm. They're going, yes, okay. So it's impactful that a Western company makes a gay character, but in Japan, Jap- Japan, there's a, like that's just standard being like a flashy dude, and also you're also <laughs> yeah. to be gay as well. So going, so so you, so so big and brave for Western studios, standard for Japanese studios. So like, <laughs> come on, just you know. Anyway, yeah. Um. Game I thoroughly enjoyed, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, okay, look, great game. Um, I think it's one of the most realistic of the Grand Theft Autos because there's a character that there's a dude that you could just be a psychopath with and like going. Oh yeah, hundred you know, percent. Like, and that's really what anyone really wants to play in GTA is that they are they play as a psychopath like they, they just like. And you can, never, yeah, and you can never choose, play them. You can choose a character to um, kill off. Just so the other character can get more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, look, no, look. I think I honestly think it's probably one of the best Grand Theft Autos. Um, um, I and once it went on PC, the mods that have been hilarious. Yep, yep. Yeah, I unfortunately never played any of the Grand Theft Auto games. Really, so. man? I think you'd like Grand Theft Auto Five. It's a, it's a heist. Essentially, it's a heist game. Okay. I'm gonna try. Um, um, well, I'd like I'd say, look, if when you got some spare time, yeah, uh, I'm not. So I'm not saying rush off and play it now. Um, <laughs> just you know, uh, when you get a chance. Number eleven, Super Mario Brothers three. Yeah, look, that I think that was that's a classic for gamers of our era. Yeah. Um, like I remember going to my nan's house and playing it on the old NES, the NES system, and then obviously 
on Super Nintendo with Super Mario All Stars. Yeah, I I don't think it belongs in the top ten, but I definitely would say top fifty for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't uh, belong above half the. Talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number ten, Disco Elysium. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. No. It's, it's, uh, just no. Okay. Th- no. Okay. Like this game list just smacks of <laughs> pretension. Just the amount of like, well, <laughs> have you heard of this game called? Three sticks and a, and a fork. Well, of course you haven't. <laughs> well, if I might, like, yes, like, like Final Fantasy VII reshaping industry, changed storytelling through old games, and was it was, was universally loved. But three sticks and a fork, you know, developed by a man playing in the, on his in his backyard. I think it's, it's a vastly superior game than your Final Fantasy. <laughs> so, so, base, so basically, you're saying this this is the uh, the uh, Oscars this is the hipster game list. list. This is not a game list. This is the, this is the, this is the hipster game list of choice. Like and and occasionally they're throwing in one that's actually decent to throw you off. Correct. Yeah. Uh. So Half Life Two. Yep. I I love Half Life. Yeah. Um, this is that's. I don't think it's it, it, it's definitely top twenty for me, but not not as high as it is. Uh. Now for one of my favorite all of favorite games of all time, Red 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 Dead Redemption Two. Uh. I personally think it should be higher. I can't comment because I've never played it. Yeah, oh. like it. I love it. It's a great game. Um, it's also one of those ones where, where it's really weird. Like, I think it's slightly too realistic in certain things, where like you take forever to do certain actions and just fucking like just like oh, come on, just yeah. just, press, just pick up the be grateful. Like, yeah, be grateful that you don't have to poop because I was like, if you had to poop in this game, it'd be too realistic for me. Um, like yeah, like, but again, no, great, great game. Um, I had like this double, this like basically hand cannon for my gun, where it basically yeah. just like I just ripped yeah. the things apart with it, just like going yeah. like, oh, hilarious game. Good game. I just, Good game. I, Good game. I just love the stuff you can do. Like I saw a video of some guy like, there's the uh, cannibals, I think, or no, they're only the cannibals. They're like murderers. Like so, they'd lure you into in or. Uh, brother and sister lovers that would lure you into their cabin and then uh drug drug you and then steal all your crap um but basically like once you know who they are you don't even have to interact with them properly you just can go up and lasso them and <laughs> drag them off and do what you want um which i i like games where you can just do anything like like chris remember when we you would play one of the Spider-Man games and you're going like, why why can't you beat up civilians? You know? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you wanted to be able to beat up civilians, you know? Well, uh, crash cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like, why, why, can't I, why can't I be the Spider-Man I want to be? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, number seven, Super Mario 64. Mm. I don't remember it being that amazing. I mean, I think the whole, Again, this the is whole a thing was... This is a fucking hipster game list and I was reading this going like, no. Yeah, not, not I, like no. I'm Sorry, definitely like... seeing. I'm definitely seeing a pattern here because the next one's Mass Effect Two. Uh, oh, fucking hell! Well, what's your favorite Mass Effect, Chris? One, one, one or two? I know that it says just one or two. Uh. <laughs> what like again? If if we're talking about games that changed an era, one changed was was brought this like one was massive for gaming. Yeah. One was basically like going, oh my god, there's choices in games. What you mean, like, 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 oh my god, the character died. Why? Oh, didn't make the choice. Oh shit! Like, there was, there was a really like amazing like 
branching story and it was the first sort of game that you know it was basically the remnants of the knights of the old republic because obviously it's bioware mm-hmm. two was they stripped away all the rpg elements and made it a shooter and these dipshits are going oh yeah it was much easier for me to play because of my shit abilities it's going yeah oh, God, like, <laughs> just fuck off like <laughs> Oh, right. yeah, okay, uh, but right, let's continue on, Jamie. The list of we're, disappointments. We're, we're in the top five now. All right, number five is Super Metroid. Look, I have a soft spot for Super Metroid, I I absolutely oh. love it, but not like it, it is one of my all time favorites, but it's not top five. It's it's my top 10 for sure, but. I guess I don't know. It's a game that I can always go back to when I just want to play a game for four hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yep. yeah. Number four, The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Okay, so this this yep. is basically like Nintendo. Like, again, did it's IGN the, Nintendo write this list because like, <laughs> they didn't, like honestly, like seriously, did they play any other system but Nintendo? <laughs> like because the yeah. fuck. Uh, number three is Portal Two. Uh, um, no, like no. number two is Super Mario World. Definitely again. Nintendo. Back to my back to my <laughs> fucking point. And uh, who wants to guess what number one is? Oh, it's gonna be fucking something Nintendo red based. Isn't Mario it? Kart. No, it's gonna no. be. Like... That's interesting enough. That should that should be in the top twenty five. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, something Nintendo based, like something. Um, can I? Uh, is it an Assassin's Creed game? No, Chris was uh, right. It's 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 Nintendo. You're kidding me. It's not a. Uh, um. No, I give I give up. Breath of the Wild. Oh, get fucked! Like seriously, like no. go jump on a giant. I, I almost, I almost got excited when you said breath. I thought, oh, breath of fire too, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I can be behind that. But no, I'm not. Okay, no. So, okay. Not even, it's not even the best Zelda game. All right, the fact that you don't have Metal Gear Solid in your top ten yeah, list just means you, you failed. You, you, you're oh shit. yeah, hundred percent. You well, are fucking shit. I'm or scroll- any of the Metal Gear games in the top I'm ten. I'm scrolling you- through it now. Um, Metal Gear Solid Three is at twenty seven. Where's Final Fantasy VII out of curiosity? Um, no, oh my god. Okay, I'm at number thirty. And it says Final Fantasy XIV. Fourteen. What? Oh, 14. Yeah, okay, fourteen. I've never played it, but Chris loves it. So. Loved it. Great game, exactly. But uh, okay, scrolling through Metal Gear Solid thirty-six. Is that uh, the original? Uh, yes. Um, funny enough. Last of Us Part Two is at thirty-eight. Okay. Resident Evil is forty. Okay. Skyrim is forty-one. Like, dude, come on. Come on. Uh, what's VI? That's eleven. Uh VI is seven. Uh, six. Yep, yeah, seven's okay. not on the list. Final Fantasy Six is forty-four. Final Fantasy Six is a great game, but it's it's not better than seven. Not to the old Seven's Republic. not on the list. Really? Did you go through it? Yep, seven's on the list. Oh. oh, okay. Seven. There's no seven. There's no Crash Bandicoot. There is no. There's no Tomb Raider. Again. No, uh, no, there is. Uh, sixty-two is Rise of Tomb Raider. No. Oh, 
don't give you a fucking again. Okay. Yeah, I, I this is know. meant to be the top video games of all time, not the the top games I've played fairly recently and 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 <laughs> and, 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 and understand the, the, the like the controls. Tomb Raider one, two, three were iconic games that changed the fucking industry. Did were they hard? Yes. Is that probably why they're on this list? Of course, that's the reason why they're on the list because these, because these modern game journalists can't play games, and so the they top, can't. The, the top one hundred easiest games. Oh, just fucking hell! Like, oh, and come on, Assassin's Creed Black Flag is ninety seven. Oh, that 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 was a game. <laughs> Final Fantasy seven is ninety eight. Oh, yeah. Fuck like a IGN. You have been corrected, boys. Give me your top five, like. Just like lo- loosely, loosely, just off the top of your head. Um. Okay. Oh. Top five. Whew, um. Top five for me. I'm gonna say Breath of Fire three comes in at number five. Yep. Ooh. I agree with that um, one actually. God of War Ragnarok comes in at number four. Ooh. Um. Final Fantasy sixteen comes in at three. Yep. Um. Final Fantasy seven comes in at two. Yep. And probably my favorite, which is one that I will just keep replaying and replaying and replaying, would have to be Resident Evil Two. It's a good list. I played it. I played it about a hundred and fifty billion times, and I still love it every time. So yeah, that's my list. So my, I I would go with a few slight changes. I'd probably say eight again because I'm a heretic. Yeah. Eight at number one because I'm a heretic. <laughs> Seven at number. But that doesn't two. mean eight's not eight. Eight would be in my top ten. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm weird. I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of those weird heretics that rate eight above all others. But again, that's because I am a heretic. <laughs> seven and then yeah, seven, sixteen, and then I would throw in, and this is a weird one, but it's still one that I think that I that I think I, like that gave me such uh, that, I, that I remember so fondly was Dragon Age Origins. Oh yeah, the original yes. Dragon Age. I think I finished that like, I think I finished that six times. Um, nice. Did that come out before Skyrim or after Skyrim? Oh, two thousand nine, I think. So no, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. It was yeah. I can't remember the exact year it came out, but it it was um. You could some would argue it was the last great Bioware game. Like it was the last game that really felt like a true Bioware. Like it felt like they hadn't dumbed down any of the mechanics. They had. It felt like a true act. Like a true, um, RPG. Like sort of experience was like a true RPG experience. Um oh yeah, two thousand nine, so um after yeah. before Skyrim. And it yeah, it was it was a it was a game like sort of stuck between its areas where they like where the dialogue trees were not just like three options of dialogue. You had like you could just you tons of conversation options. You could just talk to the customers all you wanted like things. And to me it had one of the greatest like uh like romance stories in all of uh, Western, like again, normally Western writers are shit and they can't fucking do crap because they in, in all these romance games they always go like, oh, when you finally get to sleep with them, that's the end result, that's the, the pinnacle. And it's like, <laughs> going, well, then clearly you've never one dated clearly have anyone ever or <laughs> or anything. And then they they introduce this character uh, Morrigan, and getting her to sleep with is really easy. Like it's you can do, but actually getting her to, to, to getting her to fall in love with you is really difficult. And I was like going, so, like reality. 
to the point where <laughs> as, as you're getting closer towards her in terms of actually becoming like close when you go up to there and try to it, it to to um to get it on she actually declines you she's like uh no yeah um, yeah because she's she's actually having doubts she's having feelings about things inside of her own head but then like it it was it was it was just a truly amazing story on on that one, particularly when the ending just on that one is just like I've never had a game where where the 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 dialogue option that appeared was exactly what I screamed in my head where she says to you like <laughs> going like where she literally says to you at the end of the game like like after this is done you know I have to leave and then like in my head the the character going I will come and find you and then the dialogue that option in dialogue and then after you save the world they go like the king's like to you like oh what are you going to do now that you save the world and again the dialogue option that was there was like i'm gonna go find her and then like then like rather than like doing anything in the set about helping the kingdom the story like concluded that your great warden character goes off into the wilderness like spending years in hunting to find morgan and then you because then it says your link between you you really she always regretted leaving and then they released a DLC where they finally got reunited again together. And I was like, going, oh, you like perfect. I was like, oh, Bioware, you used to write such well. <laughs> like, you used to write such amazing. What happened, you stupid, stupid company? Anyway, not to be mad about a company, but yeah. So, look at, so is my list similar to Ryan's? Yes. Is this list from IBGN absolute shit? Honestly, I think they yeah. write them bad on purpose, though. I honestly, I honestly yeah. believe they write them bad. To get clicks, so people could be like, "Oh, I can't believe they wrote that shitty mm-hmm. list." It's like going, "Yep, I think that's on purpose." Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm okay with it. We got we got a whole uh, whole uh, um, seg- segment out of it now, so yep, yep, um, keeping us busy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What's it? What? 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 Now, young Jim, what's going through your mind, Baldy? Oh, so you don't want you don't want to you don't want to hear my top five? Okay, that's all right. Exactly, uh, I do. That's what I said. What's going on in your mind, Baldy? Baldy. Of, the, of the six games you play, which ones are the top five? Oh my! No, you see, <laughs> see, no. Um, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> some some of them are. I mean, I'm FIFA from... twenty two. Yes, FIFA twenty three. Yes, FIFA twenty one. Actually, no, because I only play <laughs> FIFA every four years. Ah, it may it may coincide with the FIFA World Cup, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and. Well, I I did watch the uh, FIFA, uh, the Women's World Cup the other night, so maybe I am feeling a bit antsy to play soccer. Um, but no, look, FIFA's not on my list at all. All right, all right, um, maybe. And like Please. this is again, this is just off the top of my head. Yep, off the um, top of your head, top five. Last of Us. Okay. No specific order. Um, yeah, so Last of Us, Red Dead Two. Um, I have to put Skyrim in there because I have fond memories of, oh, who doesn't of Skyrim, Skyrim Weekend. Was, Skyrim Weekend was great. Uh, uh, it was phenomenal. Um, uh, okay. Probably Fable. The uh, original or the, um, the chapters? The expansion. Chapter? Yep, the chapters one, isn't it? Dark chapters? Yeah, chapters yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, because that expansion was great. Um and then, look, it's tough. It's tough, but I think, uh, just just because of how much I absolutely freaking loved it, even though it was pretty glitchy, the turtle game they released about ten years ago called Out of the Shadows, um, it was the first game where you could switch between 
turtles. Yep. Um, and you, it was like you know RPG type. You'd level upgrade your turtle. You have special moves, and Donnie had the most cheaty move <laughs> move ever. Yeah, because he was here. He he had tech. Like you'd upgrade his tech, and you know there was this move that was like ba- basically just annihilate everyone around you in one move. You just pulled out a gun um, or something. Like no, it was more like a. I think it was like a shockwave. Like so, you mm. go up in the air and you smash the ground, and like this massive shockwave that just hits everyone out. But yeah, I think that's my that's my top five at least right now. I could correct it later, but that's just off the top of my head. That's a good list. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, that again. Right. And look, it, it, it's a bit unfortunate for you that your favorite game, you know, like your favorite franchise, has never really been able to hit the games well. The turtles, basically, you know. Yeah, although I am excited that they've, they've talked about them doing a last Ronin game, God of War style. Um, which kind oh, of makes they, yeah, they, did, they did announce which, that, didn't they? Which they, makes they sense because you've got four weapons, you can switch, you'll switch between them, and yep, um, playing as a, a, an angry and regretful Mikey, like it's yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, uh, I'd, I'd honestly prefer that over a movie to be honest because I, I would be engrossed in it, and that would become I'd have to get rid of one of the six games and replace <laughs> it with this six game. Um, and again, I like, I like, and, it, and it's not true because obviously we know why they gave them different weapons to distinguish them. But I do like the law that's sort of now why Splinter gave each turtle the weapon of each of this of of um why he gave each turtle that weapon. I do like that now. It makes complete logical sense when you think about it. Yeah. Um, which they probably figured out later. They did. You know that <laughs> this is a hundred percent after the fact thing. That's going yeah. And... Oh, yeah, Mike, Michelangelo, the scatterbrain turtle. He, they gave him nunchucks because it required the weapon that's required the most like focus and discipline to use. And they gave Raph the hothead, yeah. the violent yeah. one, size because it's a peacekeeping weapon. It's actually a defensive weapon. They gave Donatello yeah. a stick because he's the tech turtle. He has to understand that there's more than life than technology. And yeah. they gave Leonardo swords because he's the most ethical one. And then, so he's yeah. the only one that really has the should have the right mindset should he kill or not. It's yeah. like going, yes. Perfect, perfect yeah. personality traits for the yeah. weapons wielding the turtles. It's like, oh, yeah. it's so perfect. But but they, we know why they didn't do that. Like they just yeah. gave weapons because yeah. it was cool. 100%. But like, but but having it's... said that, the, the the law written around that now by going, yes, that makes complete sense in terms yeah. of why each turtle has a weapon. It's um yeah, it's interesting. I watched a, a turtle doco recently, um, and how you know Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird basically had the falling out, and you know. It came down to them. They were, they cared more about the business and the art, um, and how. I didn't realize that Kevin Eastman actually walked away for fourteen years. He wasn't involved at all. Uh, and yeah, that's, I knew that. that that's when Peter Laird took over. Yep. And I think to this day, I actually prefer it when Peter Laird's involved. As much oh, as sorry. I, as much well, as much as I love, IDW the IDW comic run. Um, that's when Kevin Eastman came back back on. Um, yep. Well, because my favorite cartoon is 2003 series, done by Peter Laird. Yeah, because he he wanted to take Tales into more of a sort of a darker sort of yeah. vision, and so then that's, um, that's what that series and was like. Thought, in that in that series. series, he there's a dude who gets cut from head to toe straight down the middle. You go like yep. kids show. Remember um, Jamie Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes. Turtles counted out. 
One, One two, two, three, three four. four. Turtles. Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Turtles. And then, of course, the 2007 movie, which I absolutely loved. Like, casting perfect cast. That's my favorite cast of any TMNT ever done, is the 2007 movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You've, you've got Sarah Michelle G- Geller as April. You've got uh, Chris Evans as Casey. You've got Nolan North as Raphael. Yeah. Uh, who to this day is one of my favorite voice actors. Um, perfect Splinter. Perfect. Um, uh, what's his name? The, the Matrix guy doing the voiceover, the narration. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. That's the one. Yeah, great, great voiceover. Freaking, freaking um, Patrick Stewart. You know, mm. um, perfect perfection. And and it just makes me angry at how bad the casting of the new turtle movie is. Um, and and you again, that two thousand seven movie also had. Let's not forget Captain America as Casey Jones. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I said. Chris Evans. Um, yeah. and he was great. You know, I freaking loved it. And they were supposed to get a second one, which was going to be one of my, one of my favorite turtle arcs, which was City at War. Mm. Um, that would have been so good. Well, it didn't make enough money, apparently. No. Despite the fact that when I saw it in the movies, it was filled with karate students. Yeah. <laughs> like a whole a whole, you know, karate studio went down to see the new Ninja Turtles well, movie. Well, yep, that's what happens. $95 million in the box office, but the budget was $34 million, so... Ooh. So, it, yeah, not enough, to, not enough to break even. Not enough. Not uh, enough. But yeah, but yeah, um, it's disappointing. It's um, it was also really funny. There was, there was on a, on a side note of breaking even. There was a, there was an article came out, and I was just like laughing because they're like going, "Oh, Indiana Jones, the new movie broke even because it has a production cost of three hundred million, <laughs> and it's made three hundred million at the box office." Am I going? That's the dumbest thing I've ever. That's literally <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever read now because one. <laughs> It has to triple. <laughs> it has to triple. And also, but two, yes, because, you know, all that money doesn't go to Disney. 54% go to the stu- go to the cinemas. Then the actors take their money. And then mm-hmm. because Indiana Jones has probably residual agreements with Harrison Ford, so he gets more money than that. Then there's the marketing cost. Then what's left over is what the profit is. And guess yeah. what? It's probably <laughs> not going to be a lot of profit there. And they've even said, oh, you know, the, the new Little Mermaid probably broke even. I'm like going, <laughs> given the cost of how cheap those actors are, maybe at like, like it might, like Little Mermaid actually might um, break even, which is, uh, which is uh, Googling, Googling. Uh, box office. Let's just double check the box office. Yeah, okay. $250 million. And it may, it's going to make up to probably 560. So it's probably going to break even. Congratulations. You've cost the studio nothing. Because that's exactly what a studio wants when they make a movie. It's like, oh, let's just break even. Let's make no profit. Let's, <laughs> yeah. This is exactly what the studios are thinking. They're going, how can we make all of our money back and then, then and go with a zero net position? But here's the thing. It's actually not a zero net position because of inflation and actually the rising cost of cash. You actually already you mm-hmm. actually already had a loss, and yeah. because yes, you might have made your money back, 
But if it takes you three years to film something, that's a lot of time investment that you then just basically piss away. So even if you just break even, you've actually lost. Like you've lost. Anyway, let's not, let's not go down to the whole <laughs> finances of it. But I, was, I just saw so many like Disney defending articles saying Little Mermaid and, and Indian Jones are fine. It's that the, the broke even. It's going to be great. It's like going unless you're stupid. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Sounds like this. They borrowed a speech from The Rock. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, The Rock's mathematics. We've made money. It's like, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. He's like, well, I got paid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, you got paid. Yeah. That's... <laughs> oh, good God. Good God. Yeah. Ryan, how do you feel about The Rock these days? No, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not really a fan. He hasn't done anything worthwhile for a long time. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's it's, it's that um it's it's like it's the glow is finally worn off him. I think all that wrestling glory and yeah, glory. oh definitely. Oh, it's a shame. Oh well, this was fun, boys. It was long, long, another long episode. So I think we will wrap it up. Any final thoughts from you about IGN and video games and life? <laughs> I uh, IGN and video games shouldn't be in the same sentence. Based off their list. That's so my should, final thought. That should be international. The Lion King is all about lion incest, <laughs> and he ain't even implying that. Not even no, because it's it's not even implied incest. It's just Nala and Simba are family members from the same pride. Mm. When a lion takes a pride of female lions, there's one lion that mates, the the, the alpha male. And so all of the children are his. Which means <laughs> Nala and Simba have the same father. Anyway. No, that might technically make some stepbrother and sister. Oh, there we go. Half, yeah. half-brother hey, hey, and sister. Hey, no, well, yes. well either way even if she was adopted into the family she's still <laughs> family you know lions didn't do a lot of adopting because you know remember like i said when a new when a new male takes when a, two, yeah. when a new male takes over the pride Kills they go the and, they go and kill all of the male lions that have been born because they want all the female ones to mate with so they go kill the male ones and all the female mm. lions look at that and go that's hot yeah, you just <laughs> ate my son. That is hot. Oh, mm. yes. That, that is, yeah, yeah. Eugenics yeah. at its finest, right? <laughs> it, no, no, it's 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 the, it's the meme that Ryan posted about um Arwen when she met like a like a probably like a tiny child Aragon. It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the one yeah. I posted where we're like Anakin like tells Padme how many yeah. slaughters everyone, and the girl's like, ooh, <laughs> like I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. on that on that on that in the, on that incestuous note uh thank you guys for listening uh if you're still listening <laughs> please sub- like subscribe give us a review on on uh on the podcast reviewing places uh <laughs> you, <laughs> you can become a sponsor by heading over to buymeacoffee.com slash sttatf link in the show notes um and if Jamie also- doesn't kill my perfect segues it'll be awesome yeah. Ah, well, you know, if you have a problem with killing segues, uh, please send us an email to the true and the fictional at gmail.com or send us a message over at stories underscore podcast. Um, and if you feel like it, find my book, Letters from the Emu. Link also in the show notes. And um, I think I'll take you home with this. Next time you guys are in a restaurant, right, I want you to think about this. 
Okay. While you wait for the waiter, in that moment, do you not become the waiter? Oh, shit. Thank you, guys. Have a good week. Catch you next time. See you next time.